Welcome to Mystery in the Radio Waves. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIrvin. This is a podcast where a cast of actors and comedians perform a classic radio play and then improvise jokes, characters, and stories. What the heck are radio plays and where do they come from? Well, the golden age of radio was an era of radio in the U.S. in the 1920s to the 1960s, where the main source of entertainment was radio programming before people owned televisions on a larger scale. The programs would have the same range as TV shows today. There were weekly medical dramas, romances, mysteries, true crime. It's such an interesting part of entertainment history that we hope to revive a little on this podcast. Just the great storytelling, not the racist, sexist shit. Our cast will introduce themselves, we'll get started with the table read of the play, and then we'll get into some improv. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and you can also visit us at mysteryintheradiowavespodcast.com. Hey guys, I just wanted to have a little quick conversation before we get into the actual recording. Uh, We recorded this yesterday in person and I was just so excited to get it out there, so excited to edit it that I've just been working on it all day and yeah, I'm going to release it in a little bit and I'm very excited. But I just wanted to have a little conversation with you guys just to say hi and thank you for keeping up with the podcast all of this time. I started this podcast in 2018 and obviously, you know, recorded in person in 2018 and 2019. And then in 2020 and 2021, uh, we were doing it over Zoom. And a couple months ago, we were still doing it over Zoom, but kind of had like a little bit of a mental breakdown moved to New York for a little bit, moved back to LA. And um, yeah, it was just crazy. And you know, I missed seeing my friends and I missed performing in person. And I thought that I kind of just wanted to wait until I could do it in person again, um, just because it felt so much more special. And, you know, the performances were like, just so much better in person, you know, because essentially, like when you're at home, and you're on the computer, like you're performing to a screen, you know, as much as like, everybody is so great and talented, you know, at the end of the day, like it is hard to perform to a screen. So I just want to let you guys know, we're going to be recording in person again, and releasing a high quality better, funny, acted, better episodes. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm just really excited about it. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode and hear the improv um, at the end, the second half, the parody, because it's just, oh my god, it's so, so funny. And everybody was like so nervous about getting back into improv. But of course, everybody, you know, if you're funny, you're funny. You know what I'm saying? So nobody lost their funny, okay? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so once again thank you so much for listening and keeping up with us and I look forward to sharing more episodes with you guys and if you want to check out our website it's mysteryintheradiowavespodcast.com you can follow us on our Instagram mysteryintheradiowaves my Instagram Elizabeth McIrvin alright I'll stop babbling so you can get to the episode thank you guys again see you next time bye okay so y'all the full cast we're going to announce the full cast right now so everybody's here we're going to do roll call okay so russell carter taylor barons babsy singer alejandro garcia dorshay middleton nick mayer scott moore lauren blair donovan and daniel kuna 
and me. And then the radio play roles are Nick Mayer playing George, Taylor Barron's playing Peter, Babsy Singer playing Wendy, Daniel Kuna playing narrator and announcer, Scott Moore is Dr. McLean, and Lauren Blair Donovan is Lydia. For the improv roles, Russell Carter is George, Dorshay Middleton is Peter, um, Nick, I'm going to have you be the doctor since Darren didn't come today for the improv. Um, and then Alejandro, you're going to do the narrator and announcer throughout the improv. Babsy, you're going to do Lydia. I'm going to do Wendy. And then Scott and Taylor, you guys will be like outlier improv people. Do whatever you want. Yeah, you're the wild cards. Yas, yas. Will he make an appearance? <laughs> so we're going to be doing a play from X minus one. It's called the Velt. Do you guys know what the Velt means? No. <laughs> Babsy knows what it means. What does it mean? Wait. It's like a plane. Like a Sahara plane? Or like a plane plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is correct. That is what it is. <laughs> like, like, like an African desert kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like the desert with the lions and the giraffes and everything. Okay. Yes. And the original air date was August 4th, 1955. And we are recording this July 11th, 2021. Longest motherfucking time in between. <laughs> we are reviving things that do not need Everyone to be revived. <laughs> We're bringing it back from the dead. Okay. What? So, I guess let's get to the play. Yeah. Okay. So who who am I giving this mic to? Because I'm not I'm not doing the radio play. The engine is starting up. Countdown for blast. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are the stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction, presents... X Minus One. Tonight's story, Ray Bradbury's tale, The Vault. This is the office of Dr. David McLean, resident psychiatrist of the New Chicago Institute of Human Engineering. All right, Ms. Carver, will you take this, please? To Charles S. Howorth, senior psychiatrist, New Chicago Institute of Human Engineering. Uh, the following constitutes my report on the case of George and Lydia Abbott, which we discussed by telephone. Subject George relates onset of symptoms to the purchase of a $60,000 soundproof Happy Life Home. Under narcosynthesis during the initial interviews, subject described the experience in the following manner. Uh, Ms. Carver, would you play back this, uh, the sonic recording of the initial interview, please? Well, we'd always wanted one, and 
And we could afford it, so... Go on, Mr. Abbott. Tell me about the home. Oh, the home. Well, it was supposed to do everything, the agent told us. And it did, I guess. It clothed us, fed us, and rocked us to sleep. Played and sang, and it was good to us. Very good, sure. Tell me about the nursery. The nursery? The nursery, ah. It was completely automatic? Completely automatic. There were crystalline walls that wavered from two to three dimensions. There were pseudo-textured floors that shifted from brick to dirt to waving glass. Uh, the nursery was the best. But then we wanted the best for the children. Doctor, I, I must be crazy. We have no children. What about Peter and Wendy? They're your children. Oh, no, no. We have no children, Doctor. We have no children! All right, Miss Carver, to continue. After three sessions, the subject was able to recall and accept the idea that he had two children. He described the first day. All right, Peter and Wendy, this is your nursery. What's so special about a nursery, Dad? Plenty. Just go in and see. Do we have to? Oh, you'll, you'll be, be surprised. surprised. <gasps> Gee whiz. Go ahead. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm not. Hey. <gasps> it's nice in here. It is? Come on in, Wendy. Boy, look at all the pictures on the walls. They're real. They're almost real. You can change them any way you like just by thinking about it. Go on in, dear. Okay, Mommy. Hey, Wendy, look what I can do with the pictures. That's the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Sure, I just thought about it and, and there it was. Let me try, Peter. Let me try. Well, go, okay, go ahead. Just just think. How, how about Wizard of Oz? I want to see Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, dear, there we are. Oh, they like it, don't they? Why shouldn't they? All they have to do is think, and they've got whatever they want in there. The three dimensions, color, sound, and smell. Oh, it's nice that we can give them all the advantages. Sure. What else are you we working for, huh? Mm. Well, what do you want to do this evening? Well, the Petersons asked us to over for bridge, but if you... No, well, well, we don't have to worry about the kids. They'll be all right, right in the nursery. Come on, Lydia. We deserve a night out. And in the nursery, the walls were a kaleidoscope of time and space and imagination. And behind the crystalline quartz walls, the vacuum tubes and grids and banks of mental image tape spun quietly and efficiency, erasing the line between illusion and reality. Of course, the electric bill from the consolidated utilities was tremendous, but it was worth it. The happy life home breathed contently as life proceeded with soft automaticity, as guaranteed in the brochure and bill of sale. George? Hmm? George, I wish you'd look at the nursery. What's wrong with it? I, I don't know. I was in the nursery last week. It's perfectly all right. It's different now. What do you mean, different? I want you to come and see. 
Are the kids there? No, Madge Allen took them to a show along with her kids. That's why I want you to look at it now before they get back. Oh, all right. But what do you expect me to do? I, I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. This isn't a question of a leaky faucet, George. All right, dear, I'm coming. The nursery light flicked on as they came down the hall. The relays clicked and the tubes warmed and chemical odor banks and pipes bumbled into life as they paused before the closed door. Go ahead, George. Open it. On all sides in three dimensions stretched the hot, tired landscape of an African felt. Reproduced to the last stick and pebble and bit of straw, the ceiling above them became a sky with a hot, yellow sun. A wind blew in from the baked felt land. The hot straw smell of lion grass, the cool green smell of the hidden waterhole, the great rusty smell of animals. The howl of the jackal in the distance and the papery rustling of the great vultures that wheeled and circled under the yellow burning sun. Let's get out of the sun. It's a, it's a little too real. Oh, George, you promised you'd look around. Well, I don't see anything. Wait a minute. There are vultures. Filthy creatures. There. There are lions far over that way. Yes, I see them. Well, they're on their way to the watering hole. They've just eaten. It's some animal. A zebra or a baby giraffe, maybe? Can you see it? Are you sure? Well, it's a little late to be sure. Nothing over there but clean bone. And the vultures swooping down from what's left. Did you hear that scream? What scream? About a moment ago. I'm sorry, no. Oh, oh, here comes the lions. George, they're frightening. Take it easy, Lydia. They're just illusions. The lions were 15 feet away. So real, so startlingly real. You could feel the prickling fur on your hand, and your mouth was stuffed with the dusty upholstery smell of their heated pelts. And the yellow of them was in your eyes like the yellow of an exquisite tapestry. The yellows of lions and summer grass and the sound of the matted lion lungs exhaling on the silent noontide and the smell of meat from the panting, dripping mouths. George, I'm afraid. They're so real. They're only an illusion, Lydia. That's all. Watch out. Ah! Ah, quick! Outside! They almost got us. Now take it easy. Calm down. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, Lydia. They aren't real. Walls. That's all it is. Crystal wood so walls. They look so real. Of course they do. But it's all dimensional. Color reactionary process and mental tape film behind glass screens. It's all orthophonics and sonics. Now here, take my handkerchief. <laughs> I'm afraid. Did you see? Did you feel? It's... It's too real. Now, now, Lydia. And we're going to tell Wendy and Peter not to read any more on Africa. Of course, of course, dear. I want you to lock that place up. But you know how difficult Peter is about that. I punished him last week by locking the nursery for an afternoon, and he threw a tantrum. And Wendy, too. Why, they live for the nursery. It's got to be locked. That's all there is to it. You've been working too hard, Lydia. You need a rest. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't have enough to do. I have too much time to think. All you need to do is set the menu selector dials at the beginning of the week. But that's the whole idea. The house is automatic. I know, but couldn't we take it off for a week and take a vacation? You mean you want to fry eggs for me? Darn <laughs> socks. I feel like I don't belong here. This, is, this house is a wife and a mother and a maid. 
How can I compete with an African velt? George? Hmm? Those lions. Can't they get out of there? Can they? Of course not, dear. Now don't think about it anymore. It wouldn't hurt to lock the children out of the nursery for a while. It was clear that they had been spending too much time in Africa. That sun. And he could feel it on his neck. Still, like a hot paw. And the lions. And the smell of blood. Remarkable how the nursery caught the telepathic emanations of the children's minds and created a life to fulfill their desires. The children thought zebras, and there were zebras. Sun. Sun. Giraffes. Giraffes. Death. And death. They were so young. But long before you knew what death was, you were wishing it on someone else. But this, the long hot African felt, an awful death in the jaws of a lion, and repeated again and again and again. The children came home dutifully at 8.30. Hi, Mom. Hi, Pop. Hello, darling. Hi. Do you want something to eat, dear? We're just having dessert. <laughs> We're already full of strawberry ice cream. And hot dogs! <laughs> we'll just sit and watch. Sure. Uh, Peter, uh, tell us about the nursery. The nursery? All about Africa and everything. I don't understand. Well, your mother and I were just traveling through Africa with Rod and Reel. <laughs> There's no Africa in the nursery. Oh, come now, Peter. We know better. I don't remember any Africa. Do you win? Uh-uh. See, Daddy, it's not Africa. It's Florida, like in Bambi. Oh, there go the deer. See, it is in Africa. I see it isn't. Go to bed. But it is at 9 o'clock. You heard me. Go to bed. <sighs> okay. Good night, Mom. Good night, Pop. Good night. Good night, dear. I'll be right in. Wait a minute. Lydia? Look at this. What is it? This is the corner where the lines were, isn't it? Well, what is that you picked up? An old wallet of mine. There's a smell of hot grass on it and the smell of a lion. It's wet, with saliva, and it's been chewed. George, those smears are blood. Come on out. Now let's go to bed. But in the middle of the night, he was still awake, and he knew his wife was awake. George, how did your wallet get in the nursery? I, I don't know. When he must have changed the walls from the African veldt, I'm going to keep it locked. Maybe it isn't good for the children. My father used to say children are like carpets. They should be stepped on occasionally. We've never lifted a hand. They're spoiled and we're spoiled. I think I'll have Dr. McLean come tomorrow morning and have a look at the Africa. But it isn't Africa now. It's Florida and Bambi. I have a feeling it'll be Africa again before then. Although their automatic SOMO beds tried very hard, the two adults could not be rocked to sleep for another hour. A smell of cats was in the night air. And in the morning, the stove cooked French toast, and the dining room table poured the syrup of melted butter. Pop? Yes? You aren't going to lock up the nursery for good, are you? That all depends. On what? On you and your sister. We feel you should have some variety, dear. I wouldn't want the nursery locked up, ever. Well, as a matter of fact, we're thinking of turning the whole house off for about a month. Sort of camping out. Be 
for a change. Now, don't you think so, Wendy? <gasps> no, it'd be awful. I don't want to do anything but look and listen and smell. What else is there to do? Oh, all right, all right. Go play in Africa. Are you going to shut off the house soon? We're considering it. I don't think you'd better consider it anymore, Pop. I won't have any threats from you, son. Okay, Pop. Come on, Wendy. Let's get back. After breakfast, Dr. David McLean arrived. You didn't notice anything unusual? No. The pattern showed the usual violence, you know, a tendency towards slight paranoia. And all children feel persecuted by their parents. Perfectly normal. There! There it is! Suppose we take a look at it now. They entered without knocking and sent the children out. The screams had faded and the lions were feeding quietly under the trees. I wish I could see what there's eating. How long has this been going on? A little over a month. It certainly doesn't feel good. I don't want feelings. I want facts. Now, George, George. A psychologist never saw a fact in his life. He knows about feelings. And this doesn't feel good. Now, my advice is to have the whole room torn down and your children brought to me every day for the next year for treatment. Is it that bad? Yeah, I'm afraid so. You know, that's why the nursery was developed originally. To let us examine the patterns left on the wall by a child's mind. But what is it? What's wrong with Peter and Wendy? It's hard to say. I haven't punished them more than average. Oh, I took away a few gadgets. Last week I locked the nursery to show I meant business. You let this room replace you and your wife and your children's affections. This room is their real father and mother. And now you come along and you want to shut it. Well, you can feel the hatred coming out of that sky. George, turn everything off. The nursery, the automatic kitchen, the automatic houses, everything. Start now. But won't the shock be too much for the children? I don't want them to go in any deeper. Let's, let's get out of here. Uh, you know, I never like these rooms. It makes me nervous. Those lines look real, don't they? I don't suppose there's any way... What? That they could become real? I mean, not that I know. Some flaw in the machinery? Tampering? No. I don't imagine the room will like being turned off. Nothing ever likes to die. Even a room. I wonder if it hates me for turning it off. The paranoia is thick today. What? Is this your scarf? It's stained. Brown. It's blood. That's Lydia's. Come on, the main fuse box is out here. All right. Go ahead. Pull the switch. There. It's off. The two children were in hysterics. They screamed and kicked and threw things. They yelled and sobbed and swore and jumped on the furniture, weeping. It's off and it stays off. The whole house dies as of now. He marched around the house, cutting switches and pulling fuses. Don't let them do it! Don't let Pop kill everything! I hate you! I hate you! Insults won't get you anywhere. I wish you were dead! We were for a long while. Now we're going to start really living. Instead of being handled by m massaged, we're going to live. 
Once more, Daddy. Please, just once more. One more minute of the nursery. That's all. Just one more minute. Oh, George, it couldn't. Can't hurt, really. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Only shut up. One minute. And that's the end. Gee, Forever. Gee, thanks, Pop. Thanks. And then we're going on vacation. Dr. McLean is coming in half an hour to help us out. Lydia, turn on the nursery for one minute. Oh, boy. Come on, Wendy. Come on. Thanks, Daddy. Thanks a lot. Just one minute. Remember. Now, where did I put those suitcases? Lydia? Don't shout, George. I'm right here. Did you leave them alone in the nursery? Well, I've got to get ready, George. Well, I guess we'd better get them out of there before they get involved with those beasts again. Pop! 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 Come here! Daddy! Mommy! Come on, quick! Wendy? Peter? What's the matter? Hurry up! Open the nursery! Wendy? Peter? Why aren't they here anymore? Peter! The door! Open the door! They've locked it from the outside. Peter! Peter! Wendy, Peter, open the door, dear. Let us out. Peter, open the door. It's time to go. Open the door. George, the lions. Peter, do you hear me? Open the door. They're all around us, George. Son, son, do you hear me? Let us out, son. George, look out. The lions, they're coming. Ah! When Dr. David McLean came a half hour later, he found the two children in the nursery sitting in the center of the open glade eating a picnic lunch. Beyond them was the water hole and the yellow felt land. Above was the hot sun. At a distance, Dr. McLean saw the lions fighting and clawing and then settling down a feet in silence under the shady trees. Hi, kids. Where are your mom and dad? Oh, they'll be here directly. Good, good. We've got to get along. He squinted at the lions with his hands up to his eyes. Now they were done feeding and they moved to the water hole to drink. A shadow flickered as the vultures dropped down from the blazing sky to finish what the lions left. Dr. McLean? Dr. McLean? Huh? What? Have a cup of tea? Which concludes my report to date. There were no lions, of course. Not in a physical sense. Lydia and George were devoured, however, almost as surely as if they had been lions. Their personalities were devoured by the mechanistic marvels which had usurped their role as parents. All four members of the family are under intensive therapy now and are doing well, as can be expected. Send that by telerope, Miss Carver. Oh, and would you ask George Abbott to step inside? I'm ready for him now. You have just heard X-1, presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction. Dude, Ray Bradbury actually has written a lot of radio plays and I think has like... Wait, what, what, what 
Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. I think he's a sci-fi director, yeah. actually. He's Fahrenheit a 451. Writer? Huh? Velt or felt? Felt. Oh. Oh, okay. So F with a <laughs> F, F not a V. It's, it's, the V is pronounced like an F in Afrikaans. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did we think of the play, you guys? Yeah. Talk it to the mic. Yeah, and I didn't see that ending coming at all. I, I had go I got goosebumps. Yeah. I was disturbed, but in a great way. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. Uh, I didn't think the lines were gonna be real, but then they weren't. And but then the guy went crazy and fuck, dude. It's kind of like not clear if the lions were real. But I guess they thought no, they no, were so real. Gone. The lions ate them, obviously. But no, they he said lived. in the end they're all in intensive care. They yeah, just went crazy. Yeah, they're all in intensive care. It's the mental. Checked out early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right next to you doing the book. <laughs> you remember he what? It th do you remember out. what happened? Dorsha, do you remember yeah, anything? Yeah, they had tea or something. They're crazy. Oh, yeah, tea <laughs> was the last they line. Had tea and they were crazy. <laughs> and then the, 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 oh the doctor came in. That's all the last thing I remember. That's so funny. That's funny. The story is about the doctor waiting for his tea. Yes, exactly. He was laced with some psychedelics. Bonkers, bananas. So five stars for me, because that's what I like. <laughs> what? The scream? Oh, yeah, it was an epic scream. She delivered on the scream. Yeah, she knew the job requirements. <laughs> Your dog did seem worried. For all those listening, there is a dog in here. The dog is wrapped up, and it's very adorable. <laughs> she could sense So this is where it. Disney got smart, uh, smart House from then with this play. It had the, to be. The oh, Smart the House smart thing? House. Yeah, it is yeah. Smart House. Okay. Yeah. So there are a lot of Smart Houses that go wrong, quote unquote, kind of movies, TV shows, whatever. I've seen a lot of them. You guys remember that Disney Smart House movie? No, what is that? <laughs> It, w it was with the fucking... I'm foreign. I don't, know, I don't know anything about, about that. <laughs> the one with the lady who was in... It's Katie Seagal. Yeah. She, w what, she was in that one show. Yes! What? But I'm, yeah, yes, I'm thinking of Married with Children. But yeah, she what, was, what yeah, was in Futurama. Yeah, 2005, something oh, like so that. Disney, Disney only came to South Africa in like 2010 or something. Oh, shit. Wow, yeah, that's so crazy. I, yeah. Yeah. No okay, should should we do some you guys improv? Are you crazy guys? for Disney so Plus have, when that like, comes. The improv outline <laughs> that we could kind of go by. Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's let's remind ourselves what are the roles. But I but um uh, I want to hear more from you specifically since you're not doing improv. Can you can you tell us a story, an interesting story? I think I can, because I saw Ray Bradbury's grave a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's at Westwood Memorial Cemetery, and it's for the YouTube series I did with you, except you went to Hollywood forever. My friend Lacey went to Westwood. I'm visiting all the graves of the stars, because I like to talk about death <laughs> in a fun comic comedy way. <laughs> yeah. It's near Farrah Fawcett. It's near Farrah Fawcett. Yes, and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah. 
guest. And Merv Griffin. Merv I hadn't Griffin's even realized they were dead yet. I'm What'd you kidding. say? <laughs> <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. I was like, oh, I didn't. You didn't. I don't remember when he died. It was like early 2000s, I think. His epitaph says, there goes the neighborhood. Oh, I love that. And Merv Griffin was like, I will not be back after this break. And not was underlined. Have you seen uh, Jack Jack Lemmon's gravestone? Yeah. Is is it guest starring or starring in? It just says Jack Lemmon in. Oh, yeah. And it has like an arrow pointing down. That's his his tombstone? Yeah. 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 Mel Blanc's was always my favorite, who's the voice of all the Looney Tunes, and it says, that's all, folks. I think that's still my favorite, but all of those that we just quoted are, like, hard seconds. Like, they're all, like, Westwood is killing it, pun intended, in the epitaph funeral industry. Like, it's amazing stars. (laughs) Amazing wit of stars, I should say. It's right by Westwood. Um, <laughs> but it's like lost. I was confused. No, I was confused myself when I was there. It's like, it's near Beverly Hills, kind of. And like almost Santa Monica, but not quite. Like Westside. Leslie Nielsen's gravestone has a fart joke on it. I can't remember what it is, though. He. Huh? I think Hollywood. I think somewhere like big there. Yeah, no, Leslie Nielsen was Can like I do a South African accent in the second half? No. He had a he had a great thing where it's like people can't see me, but he had a great thing where it's like he was dramatic actor and won comedy, and they were like they're like uh, um, how do you make the change? He goes, well, it's easy. Comedy's coming in going like someone farted, and drama is someone coming in going someone farted. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, was pretty good. Phenomenal. So I just can't tell where your yeah. accent is in a He transitioned so like, well. Is it more like, when he did Airplane, they're like, it's, and oh, wow. No, it's kind of fucked up. Now, right. So I've been living for five to. years, so my A's have changed and my R's have changed. Because a. now my mouth is too busy. Because normally I would say car or water, but my mouth wasn't understood anymore. So my O was in the so that's why I'll... Let's do improv before we run out of time, you guys. <gasps> That's so where the coffee like, is at. Hey, be careful with those open coffee cups. American be careful. So we're la- hey, the lazy hey. thing. Be careful with the coffee. Be careful with the coffee. Be careful. Be careful. Yes, we're going to do improv. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic. I was like this. Improv rolls. Russell's playing George. Okay. So Russell's going to have a mic next to him since he's George. Dorshay and P. Well, Dorshay, uh, can you guys uh, share a mic? Dorshay and Russell, because um, you're gonna play. You're gonna play Peter. Yeah, yeah. No, no lines. No lines. You could do whatever you want. Nick, can you hand the mic to them? Yeah, Russell and Dorshay. Oh, okay. Well, who's uh? Oh yeah, you're gonna do doctor. Oh, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. And then Babsy. You're doing the wife this time, and I'm doing the little girl. And then Scott and Taylor are are the wild cards. Okay. Okay. So who am I? I'm the little girl. Okay. I've been set in a circle. Yeah. We'll we'll be gener- we'll be generous with the mics. Let's make sure we like pass them around and everything. Okay. Who's doing the improv narrator? Okay, you're going to start it out. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NBC Radio Hour, where we'll be presenting a (laughs) small play about science fiction. How fun. 
Please enjoy. Okay, sir, can you do that again? Just more enthusiasm. It's about space. Look, man, it's really hard to do this voice sometimes. It really puts a strain <laughs> on my on my. I know, but we lyrics. got we got 20 more minutes in the studio. Let's just really get it. Okay, I got it, Pete. Uh, just roll tape, okay? Tell okay, me when rolling. you're rolling. Rolling. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NBC Radio Play Hour. Tonight, a play about a science fiction house gone awry. How was that, Pete? I, I don't, should we move forward? Should we just continue it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got it. We're good. All right. I love this job. <sighs> These cases. I, okay. Hey, Sarah. Is it Alt Delete? No, Alt Command. How do I open this file? Um, it's Shift Control Shift Four. Control Four. Shift Control Four. And I wrote it down on the post-it note next to your computer. And then also it's in your day planner. And then also I sent you a text message with the same thing. And also I'm giving my two weeks notice because you don't listen to me. Um, so God, I will When did you, you get more. in here? Sorry, I was looking at the computer. <laughs> okay, well, I left my resignation in the bathroom. I left it in your house. And I also left on the passenger seat of your BMW. I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, it's, it's shift all I'm what? Gonna, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get coffee. Good luck, sir. Good luck. Have you always been a brunette? Sir? Huh? Huh? Goodbye. Who was that lady? Okay. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, got it. All right. I am now playing the audio file for George. Click. So, George, tell me about the, the experience you've had in the house. So, uh, uh, my wife and I uh, purchased the smart home for our kids. Uh, we wanted to give something nice to the children. You, you bought a whole house for your children. Yes, but, but I don't have children. <laughs> well, wait, who are these two kids? I've had two vasectomies. <laughs> no, then you had a vasectomy I and then, wait. I had children. Two negatives make a positive. That means you're, you're working again. Oh, yes, of course. No, you're certainly right, Doctor. I must have had children. Uh, well, we, I guess we must have wanted to give them something nice uh, with all the money we'd saved over the years. So you bought them a house? Yes, a smart home. Okay. And the smart home is the iLife house, brought to you by Pepsi. Yes. Uh, it did serve Pepsi. Delicious, delicious Pepsi. Delicious, delicious Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Available Pe also at stores. Mm-hmm. Better than Coke. Better than Coke. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's also hear from your wife. You have a wife, right? Yes. I'm sure I did. <laughs> Lydia. Yes, yes, her name's Lydia. Okay, good. Making progress. Let's see. Sarah? Sarah? Did she leave? Do I have a Maybe secretary? Maybe it was Lakia. Lakia. <laughs> Lysia. Lysia. Is that with a C or no? Peter, no, sorry, Peter, oh my God, come check out this room with me, Peter. Oh my God, oh my God, look, if you think of something, it just like happens. Like I'm thinking of the Wizard of Oz right now and the Yellow Brick Road, and oh my God, it's just there. Like what? Um, can you think of like Willy Wonka? Like this is a little better. I just like would <clears throat> always wanted to go there and like eat the candy. Oh, can you think? oh my God, well guess what? I'm afraid you of can, like you can think witches of and stuff. 
Sorry? You can think of something and it'll appear. But also, why are you scared of witches specifically? Because houses fall on them, girl. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Houses fall on witches. You never see the movie? What if the house <laughs> falls on us? You think, uh, you think, wait, are you a witch and are you scared a house is going to fall on you? Well, I think if I can change the room with my mind, I'm sort of like a witch, right? I don't know. That's kind of like a, well, something witches do. Well, I mean, if it was just like a regular house, yeah, I would like totally think that. But this is like a smart house. It's like technology, oh you know, which is like a magic on its own, but is like not that kind, you know? Okay, so what if we thought about the same thing at the same time? Will it morph into two different worlds, like a combine, or would it just like choose like who the, oh, the best yeah. one? Oh yeah. Okay, okay. You think of one, I think. We should think of like a mix of like Disney meets uh, like Wes Craven or something. Oh hell yeah, George! I am so grateful that we have this smart tech room for the the kids are just entertaining themselves. Yes, honey, isn't it amazing? Now we can finally get back to like it was at the beginning of our relationship when we went on dates. And used to drink a lot of alcohol. So much alcohol. And so while the parents drank a fifth of liquor, three beers, shots, liqueur, and a lot of espresso, the room turned into a magical place of melding and imagination. There was Willy Wonka shit all over and a Wizard of Oz mixed together. Okay, we're going to cut. We can't swear in this. It's, oh, a, it's man, a children's I'm program. Sorry. Yeah, no. I forget. Oh, okay. Let's roll the tape again, please. Are you drunk? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. All right, go again. Uh, and so the house turned into a magical melange of uh, Wizard of Oz and, uh, you know, Yellow Brick Roads. The tiger was there. It should have been a lion, but the kids are very stupid. Yeah, I guess that's good. We'll go with that, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, George? Yes, I, honey? I think there's something unusual about this room. What do you mean? It just It seems a little too lifelike. That's the whole point, honey. That's why we spent top dollar for this place. Howdy, y'all. Hello? Hey. Welcome to Dr. Evisyard's Carnival. I mean, he seems like a real doctor. Come inside the tent. I want to show you something. Okay. He's wearing large shoes. Come, 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 come. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, what do you see? Do you see what I see? Oh my god, is that a milkshake? We, we, see, we see attractions, but they're all just like a man with mustache and a milkshake machine that has three flavors <laughs> and, and a, just a slightly tall lady. So you, lady so you want me to narrate five all that? Nine. I'm sorry, but two voices came out of you. Say that again. Uh, I'm sorry, what was I supposed to say? The milkshake machine? I, I, I mean, we have it listed in front of you, but I, I mean, I'm, you're just... If, I'm blind drunk. Yeah, no, we gather. That's why, you know what, just, you're doing great. Are we on break? Can we just go on Booze break? cart. We have to list the sponsor. Booze okay. cart coming through. Gin and tonics for everyone. I'll have one. That's what I love working at NBC. Oh, man. Look at that sweet, sweet Pepsi. Oh, my God. Peter. Peter. Um, the room. Um, hey, uh, what's it called? Um, I think we should, like, threaten mom and dad. Because, um, like, why? they, like, we love this room, okay? Yeah. And, like, it's almost becoming, like, our parent now. Like, I don't even really see them as parents anymore, if I'm being real. Yeah. Okay, she so, She did like, burp me, so I guess she's, like, my mom now. <laughs> 
Wait, what? The room burnt you? Yeah, like she burped me. Like I felt like hand on my yeah, she burped me. I felt a hand on my back and then I burped. Oh my god, wow, that's actually like really carnal. Mom never did that for me. So I I don't I feel I feel exactly the same way. Okay, okay. So should we murder them or like what? You know? (laughs) Oh, murder them. Okay. I Um, mean, you said the Wes Craven thing. We could just like literally make the room like a fucking haunted house of murderers. Wait, can we make it a nightmare on street and have them like stuck in the dream and then like just like get sliced? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Programming Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, it's me, Freddy Krueger. Oh shit! Oh my God, Peter! Who come am I killing? Come out the door, Peter! Why no, is he holding I'm not, a Pepsi? I'm oh, not my ready. oh my God! Ah, Pepsi is so delicious. I don't kill without one. We like ah. Coke better, you bastard. No, my weakness. He doesn't even have a glove. It's like shredded Pepsi can. <laughs> it's like hit fingers. Oh my goodness. Oh my God! It'll slightly like cut you and it'll just sting. Just as dangerous though, because like I've sliced myself on those things before. They like slice hard. Okay. I know. Oh my okay. Goodness. Wait. So, so we come locked mom and dad in here then with this guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. I mean, uh, but then how will we eat? And can this thing like feed us or? Oh my God! You're thinking so far ahead. Okay. I just. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Do you, do you mind if I just sit down like while yeah, you guys work this out? Yeah, go I'm ahead. just a little tired. Okay, thank okay. Thank you so much for being here. No, yeah, no, okay. do your thing. You thank are them. awesome. Yes. No, you guys are great. Oh, my God. You thank guys you. are great. Oh, wow. You know what? I love this positive feedback. That's all the parenting we need. Exactly. This is we all we need. We should be raised need. by a like, burnt man with like Pepsi can hands, <laughs> and then we don't have to like be... Dude, exactly, exactly. He's way better than our current parents. I've always been misunderstood, sure. and I think of myself as a father figure sometimes, oh. but people just keep running away from me, and it, it really gets to me sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Thank you for not running. Yeah, mm. just kill our parents, okay? We don't really got to hear all that. <laughs> okay, okay, whatever you guys want. Oh, yes, gosh. see, the room does exactly what we want. Okay, exactly. um, let's go get mom and dad. So what do you think? Should we just scream for them and then, like, not be in here and then close the door? Is that, like, the plan? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, no, we I, we got to threaten them first. Okay. Well, we got to at least, like, make the threat in their head, scare them a little bit. They're going to think about it. They're going to worry about it. Okay, and the next day, we're going to strike. You know what I mean? So does our threat have an ultimatum? So we just threat them for no reason and be like, hey, <laughs> give us more money. And then, uh, I mean, we can, like, give them an ultimatum and maybe they'll, like... You know, give us something. I don't. I don't know. Because I just say, why just kill them? Why even threat them? You know, we're gonna that's kill enough, them. kids. It's getting close to oh bedtime. Mom. 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 Oh hi. Oh my God. Hey, mom. Can we play? Can we play in the nursery for some more? You You're gonna put a baby in this thing, right? Well, you know. You're thinking a little too far ahead. Oh, well, I'm going to put a baby in that thing, honey. Oh, Dad. Ew. Another one. Dad, so, we don't want to hear it. This house just has me so excited. Wait, so I can't describe, I can't curse, but I have to describe this very graphic sex scene? I, I, don't, I don't think hey, I can do that. This is Ray Bradbury. You respect the words, okay? Look, I love Ray Bradbury, but his sex scenes are very disturbing. Legal dude. cleared it. They cleared it. Okay, well, here goes nothing. Oh, and Legal keeps saying just more more Pepsi content. More Pepsi. Pepsi. Okay. Instead of saying sex, you can just say Pepsi. Our Pepsi rep is here right now. We love you, sir. Well, George uh, unbuttoned Lydia's dress very slowly while he poured a Pepsi for himself. Lydia, also pouring a Pepsi for herself, undid George's belt buckle softly. And then, wow, I can't. I get, you just get, you gotta power through it, man. You gotta power through it. I know, it's weird, it's weird, but, you know, <coughs> Ray Bradbury, genius. <coughs> Lydia grabbed George's hard Pepsi and put it inside her Pepsi cup. I don't get that. I don't understand what that means. I mean, again, like, this is art. Yeah, just keep reading. Just, no, just keep reading. <coughs> just keep reading. Uh, the, the George's coffee. Pepsi fizzled. 
he was older than he was when he was younger, and uh, after having two kids, his Pepsi had gone flat. <coughs> Lydia was disappointed, but offered, you know, support. And she said, you know, some Pepsis are zero calories. Okay, so do we have to be in the room for that, mom and dad? <laughs> yes. Sit down. Oh my goodness, I can't believe we saw that. No, I really want them oh dead. I couldn't tell if it was a commercial or a sex tape. Oh my God. Yeah, I feel a little awkward sitting here as well. Like this, this was a bit much <laughs> for me anything, and I've seen some I'm real glad shit. there's like a fourth wheel or something. <laughs> um, hey, mom, dad, like I just want to say this house is like really important to us. And if you take it away, bad things are going to happen to you. Okay. Yeah. Really bad things. Yeah. That sounds like a threat. I mean. Thank you. Have worked so hard. Yeah. We thought about it a lot. Thank you. So that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Don't threaten your father, kids. I'm the one who threatens in this family. Okay. Well, you're not that intimidating, Dad. Okay. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, Dad. Why don't you try threatening us? Let's see if it works. Oh, your kids watch you not get an erection one time, and then they lose <laughs> all respect for you. <laughs> I mean, you set yourself up for that one, so. Yeah. I, I don't know how you think it thought it was going to go. I'm afraid to think about more because the room might change. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Oh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that was it, basically, just so you know. Yeah. Don't get rid of the house. Don't turn it off. Yeah. We love it. Well, we'll see. It's time for you two to go to bed. <laughs> oh, my God, Mom. I have a little bit of cum on my... Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> My own come because. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, I don't want to think about anything either. Uh, let's go back to the nursery. Twist the knife, why don't you, Lydia? <laughs> oh, they're fighting right now. Of course. Wouldn't be anyone else's. Again, I'm just really uncomfortable here. Can you guys like wish me out, <laughs> please? You're doing great though. I love you both. You, I, you know, you guys are. are yeah, gems I'm gonna in my like eyes. mentally send you to like Johnny Depp's bedroom where he's wearing that little shorty short top and he's like super Hell high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Johnny Depp in a shorty short top listening to music in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Hey. Um. Hi. Sorry. I didn't expect. I didn't expect this. I. How's it going? Those are uh, those are really nice short shorts you you got on. Thanks. Wait. So Reed Bradbury wrote a scene about a 1980s thriller movie, but like they really changed it in the movie. Like it says here, Freddy Krueger and Johnny Depp made out. Also, it says Johnny Depp, not the actual actor name. This script makes no sense. Hey. Uh, are you sure NBC cleared this? Can, can I talk to Stacy and Legal? They cleared it. They did. Legal cleared it. I mean, we can bring in Stacy, but you don't want that. Look, Ray Bradbury is a genius ahead of his time. Uh, you know. All I right. Know well, I, I guess I'll continue. Uh, keep keep describing <clears throat> it. Uh, Freddy Krueger with his Pepsi cut fingers <laughs> uh, slowly takes off Johnny Depp's tight sh shorts. You can see the top of his... I can't say that word. It's NBC. Pepsi. Pepsi. You can say Pepsi. I can say Pepsi. Oh, it's just right. <laughs> Freddie? Yes. Would you like a Pepsi? I would love one. Let me pour you Wait. one of these. No, drinks. don't get up yet. Just keep holding me. Would you like Pepsi Max, Diet Pepsi? <laughs> we have regular Pepsi, Cherry Pepsi, all the Pepsis you could ever want. I keep it fully stocked in my fridge with all my necklaces and my rings. 
Like our love, I can't say no to any of them. Okay, so you're telling me Ray Bradbury wrote a three-page cuddling scene where they just go over the brands of Pepsi after he wrote that impotent scene. Ah, okay, well, I mean, hey, NBC Greg, knows... Greg, are you a writer? No, I'm okay. only a narrator. Okay, so don't question geniusness. Ready? Yes. Are you into Pepsi play? I am. Will you do a Pepsi enema? <laughs> Let me just open this for you. Will you pour it in my ass? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I gotta take my rigs off for this. <laughs> Peter, Peter, oh my God. Are you like ready to kill mom and dad yet? Um, I may need a minute alone in a nursery. <laughs> what? Why? Don't add, don't know what the question is. Okay, in the question is. What's okay. going on in there? I don't know. I just kind of like think I saw Freddie pour soda into someone's asshole, and I really just oh my god need a minute alone. Okay, okay. at twelve. Okay, I'm going through a lot of changes. Okay, I get it. Okay, well, just whenever your boner goes down, we'll go kill mom and dad. I guess. Uh, yeah, we get like. Two minutes, and he's gonna go down. Okay, because I'm just gonna stand out here in the hallway for two minutes and wait. <laughs> you can stand in here. We've seen enough today. We haven't we? We've been in the <laughs> well, room yeah. with our parents and a Coca-Cola. Oh yeah. Okay. So like, what is happening? What are they doing now? Okay, I'm trying to think of something not hot, but all I can see is a Pepsi enema, and I get horny. Oh. George, do you see? Do you see that on the ground? What is that? It. I mean, it looks just like it looks very real. Like if Pepsi had a little bit of shit and blood in it? Yes. Yes, it does look exactly like that. Like Pepsi, but with a little bit of shit and blood in it. Honey, it's real. I just touched it. <laughs> Why? It's real. This oh. is supposed to be made up by the room. But it's like, I can... Feel it. it can't be real, honey. Just because you're feeling it doesn't mean it's real. It's sophisticated engineering. Let me taste it. Why would you taste it of all the things to test it with? Tasting it just seems... It's, you know it's shit and blood. Even if, if, you th if it seems... You know, I mean, whether it's real or not, why would you want to put shit, blood, and Pepsi in your... I mean, Pepsi, it's definitely real. Honey. Mmm. I mean... Lydia, something's bothering me. No, I know it sounds weird. Just push it harder. This is their new flavor. <clears throat> Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta keep pushing it. Like I don't know why you keep stopping. Okay, well I'm sorry. There we go. And as George and Lydia tasted the Pepsi shit and blood, the room uh, was Pepsi shit and blood light. Light. Get the name right. Pepsi shit and blood light coming to a Ralph supermarket near you. Uh, the room started flickering. It looks like the electricity bill for this room was not something that George and Lydia had budgeted. Lydia, the lights are. Flickering. Did you, uh, did you pay the bill? I didn't pay it. Just, I mean, I gave him a blowjob like every other time. Perhaps this time it wasn't as, I don't mean to besmirch your work. What's that word mean again? I just mean maybe perhaps this time was it not as good as the previous ones? Is that what's happening? We agreed that you would pay the electric bill by blowjob, or I would occasionally. I didn't this time. Cut to a DWP van. Okay, no, I turned it off, so now you can go get a blowjob. Just trust me, this is great. Are you, sh are you sure about this? No, I'm positive. Like, I turn off the electricity, she will absolutely give you a blowjob, and all you have to do is turn it back on. From, from her or from him? I mean, either. I never tried the guy. 
Go out. Okay, okay. See if you can get both. Okay, we'll make a bet right now. See if you can get both. Put a bag over their head and you can't tell. (laughs) So you're telling me Ray Bradbury, genius author, included a blowjob scene in a radio. Oh, look, if NBC approved it. They cleared it. It was originally part of Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, So the kids, uh, after the blowjob scene, which was very intense and sponsored by Pepsi, they uh, plotted their killing scheme. Okay, so I'm just going to call them upstairs and sound like I'm in distress. They're going to come a-running. Okay, they're going to go through the door. Then we're going to be behind the door. And when they go in, we're going to close it. And then they're going to get murdered in there. And then we're just going to be free. And uh, we don't have to worry about them no more. Okay, well, I'm kind of, I have, like, second thoughts a little bit, because I'm just like, what are we going to do after they're dead? Like, do we just live here forever? Who's going to pay the power bill now that the power, like, I don't have money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah, how to give a blowjob. Maybe we can be like, you can just go in the house and, like, do what you want with the room. I mean, you were, like, doing your thing in here earlier, you know, maybe somebody else will like that. They could just they could think whatever they want, you know, get off and then leave, and that's what we pay the bill. Okay, I guess so. I, I just I just don't know. I just feel like, what have we got in over our heads too much here? Okay, you were like too many steps ahead before, and now. Sorry, I'm always like this like, after I come. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you regret everything after you. Come. I regret everything. I don't want to do oh it anymore. I already, you I'm know, satisfied. actually, I like know the science behind that. There's like different chemicals that release in the brain. There's like four different types of chemicals that release like after a guy comes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. There, if you have like more than a certain one, it was like a documentary about Ted Bundy or whatever, and he had like more than a certain one, and that's why he was a sexual sadist. Oh my goodness, blah, this blah, blah, blah. makes sense. You watched <laughs> Ted Bundy, now you want to kill our parents. This is this is. Oh my God, do you think watching a true crime documentary about a serial killer made me be a serial killer? Because I can use that as my defense when I go to court, maybe. Yeah, or maybe he's like imagine Ted Bundy here, and then he can do the job. <gasps> Now programming Ted Bundy. Oh my God, who is Ted? Ted, hi. Oh my God, Ted. Wow, you're like so much. Uh, hey, sweet cheeks. <clears throat> huh? Oh, there's two of them. Oh my God. Wait, we both thought of Ted Bundy, and now there's two of them. Oh my God, I thought of the regular version. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, hey, Ted's, uh, could you, both of you, murder our parents? Like, maybe it's like one for one or something? Eh, maybe. You'd have to sweeten up the deal. How's your mom look? Mm. Oh, okay. I know they're the real ones. Okay, <laughs> yes, because they're both creepy. Okay, so we're going to call them up here, okay? And then we're going to close the door, and then you just guys, like, do whatever. But the end result has to be they're dead. Okay, but on a scale of 1 to 10, where would your mom fall? A 7? You're asking three, how, how hot is my mom ten, yeah, to yeah. the daughter. I don't know if you know much about us, but we like to wine and dine women and then murder them. Oh, that's how you do it. You wine yes, and dine and them it's, first. It's to, uh, me, I'm famous for being an attractive man right. who finds attractive women yes. and serial kills them. Yes. We, so we, I, I thought that was both of you, though. <laughs> My profile of okay. victim. Otherwise, right. I'll pass. Okay. We, we cut to a nice restaurant with both Ted Bundy's taking out Wendy. <laughs> so tell me about um, your coworkers. 
Well, I just, I don't even work, you know? Oh, what a dream. I mean, unless you consider, you know, I have to obviously pay the electrician. Oh, so how do, how do you do, how do, you do that? How, how, do you, how do you pay the electrician? Is there a bathroom here I could show you? Oh, um, yeah, there's actually two bathrooms without walls. So we could both, you could show both of us at the same time. Great, I'm gonna leave my phone here. Let me make this easy for you. Let's go to the bathroom. Oh my God, I'm gonna Pepsi. Uh, so I, I'm reading the notes here. Uh, again, Ray Bradbury wrote this. Yeah, what's the hesitation? <clears throat> okay, well, uh, so the parents were dead and uh, the kids where only one kid was left mm -hmm. she had something to plan yeah it's in the script why are you why are you why are you asking it's written there i'm just very quizzical about how this uh <laughs> play is gonna end i didn't read it to be honest oh my god peter 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 peter, peter, peter. look this is too much i i just like i can't do this anymore i don't know i'm confused uh, everything's confusing i feel like i, just I need to lock you in here and kill you then. no please don't what did i do in my way <gasps> okay freddy krueger two ted bundy's appear please no! and kill my little brother no, thank you please. Oh my God! Where are you guys at? Okay, two Ted's, two Ted's, hey, and did somebody um, say kill a little boy? It's me, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> oh my God! I did not imagine that one. Who thought of that guy? <laughs> my buddy Bundy sent me because he said it was it was more my type. Let go of me! <laughs> Come on! Let go of me! I got a great carnival to take you to. Hello, I'm Ed Gein. Nice to meet you. I oh make my God! Lamp okay. Um, there's too many serial killers in here now. Okay, but Liz, we have to end the play or parody because Dorche has to leave, and I want to take a group picture, so we're gonna end it right here. Oh my God! Yay! <laughs> okay, let's go take a group picture, you guys. Let's go! The original theme song is by Zach Pike, and this podcast was edited by me, Elizabeth McGurvin. <laughs>